Hey, hey, this is Julie, and you're listening to Grace Over 40, the podcast for women over 40 who want to get back in touch with who they are and where they're headed and match the faith they're wanting to the faith they're living. But this ain't your mama's Christian podcast, so buckle in for some real talk and a good sprinkle of humor, along with some faith-filled encouragement as we ride this 40s thing out together. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, hopefully you follow me on social media and you have seen some of my posts about midlifery. Do y'all know about midlifery? I'm so excited about this. Midlifery is my members-only coaching community that kicks off on August 1st, and I have never been more excited about anything that I've done, honestly. I love bringing you a podcast. I love writing my studies. I love all of those things. But I really have been trying to think for the last few months of a way that I could really truly guide you through a lot of the stuff that we come up against midlife and give you actionable steps and a game plan to get you from where you are to where you want to be and to experiencing all of the awesome things that life has for you, that God has for you, getting out from under kind of just the messy middle. So I would love to personally invite you, my beloved podcast listeners, to Midlifery. Uh, You can find it on my website. There's a tab there for it. And like I said, it starts August 1st. You have a few more days to get in. Uh, Doors close on July 31st. And right now, if you get in as a founding member, you also get a pretty awesome discount. So please go check it out. I will also put the link to the Midlifery sign-up page where you can learn a lot more about it in the show notes on my website. Please join me in Midlifery. I would love to have you there. Hey, hey, how's it going out there? Welcome to episode 35 of the Grace Over 40 podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. I love that you guys are tuning in, listening. Um, the, the podcast is charting in Canada and the listenership is going up, like the number of subscribers is going up. Um, The downloads are increasing faster than they have before. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you that can hear me right now. I would love if you would share this podcast with somebody that you know that you think would like it. You know, most of us who are midlife have some midlife friends or family members. Post about it on social. I would really appreciate that. The more the merrier at this party the more the merrier. And who doesn't need some extra encouragement? And just to be able to hear that somebody else out there is either going through or has been the same old, the same stuff that they're dealing with right now. So share it with your friends if you would. I would love you for that. Today's episode is called Five Secrets to Living a Life You Love. And as you know, everything that I talk about on this podcast is all based on my personal experience. I just turned 50. My 40s were an absolute hot mess. It actually started like my late 30s. Um, I had quite a ride, y'all, quite a ride over about a 10-year period between things that were going on in my life, things that were going on in my husband's life. Just it was rough. It was really rough. Um, Over the last two, three, mm, let's say two to five years, Uh, It's definitely increased in the last couple of years, but God has really used this time in my life to grow me as a person and to grow me spiritually, which has led me to grace, doing grace over 40 and this podcast and all of the things. And I, I feel so 
it's so impressed upon me every time that I have a light bulb moment or that he shows me something or teaches me something or, you know, I start working on something and I start seeing results in my life. It just, it's so exciting. And I really just have this strong urge to shout it from the rooftops. You know, this stuff is real. The things that I tell you that I've done in my life are real. The results are real. The joy and the peace that I feel now compared to a few years ago is so real. And I can't even tell you how much of a relief it is to be going through life this way now. So I want that for you and for everyone who's listening to my voice right now. So I I really, the things that I bring to you are not just, you know, I don't just open my Bible and, and grab some verses and decide to talk to you about those. Not that that's a bad thing, because that's where everything I've learned started was, you know, being shown something in the word more, more often than not. But I took it from there, I applied it in my life, and now I have some awesome results to show for it. And you will hear me say, I have not arrived in any way, shape, or form. I still have issues just like everybody else. I still have problems in my life just like everybody else. But the way that my life feels overall is so much lighter that it's just incredible. So I want to share with you some things that I feel have been very, very important to having a life that I love, which I do. I'm so in love with my life right now. And I can't even believe when I look back where I was a few years ago and I think about all the stress and pressure and overwhelm and worry and fear that I just lived in day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, just so much of my life that I lived just burdened that's just the best word for it, just burdened, and I didn't have to. So I'm going to share a few things with you. And it's not going to be just really super, um, I guess, like the the typical things that you would hear, you know, read your Bible, take care of yourself, all that stuff. It's I wanted to, to choose some things that were a little bit more specific that I have done specifically in my life that I feel feel have really contributed to getting me to where I am right now. So let's dive in. The first one, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to I'm going to talk about it a little bit, frame it a little bit differently for you today. You've got to do your part in your life and handling your own business, but you've got to let God do his. I have been such a control freak my whole life. I always try to plan everything to the nth degree. I want to know every little detail. I want to know every little detail. I want to plan every little detail. I want to have control over, you know, who's involved and what's going on and the timeline and everything. And that has been my MO pretty much my whole life until recently. And you've heard me say this before. I realized that the plan is not necessarily my plan. And once I really started trying to not do everything and my own strength and be real more or a lot more intentional with about partnering with God and really kind of letting go of some stuff and letting go of the results, which is a big thing for me. It just made all the difference in the world. First of all, because the relief that you feel is just incredible. And secondly, it works better. (laughs) 
<laughs> it does. It works so much better. And I've had it proven to me time and time again. You know, I start to be overzealous and get too into the details and try to take back control too much. And I start feeling the frustration. And then I get a little tap on the shoulder of, hey, remember, we weren't going to do this anymore. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I need to, I need to take a couple steps back. I need to take a deep breath. I need to pray about this. I need to release some of it. And I need to stop pushing so hard. I know when I meet with frustration that I'm pushing too hard. And the thing about it is, is we, we weren't created to do this. We weren't created to run our own lives independent of God. We weren't. So we're not going to get the results we're looking for until we do what he's created us to do and until we call on him and partner with him and find out what he thinks about it and what, you know, where he's trying to take us. Novel concept, right? Until we do that, it's not going to feel right. There's going to be, there's going to just feel like it's harder than it has to be, or there's something that's missing, or we just can't quite break through the, to that next level or whatever it is. And this can be in any area of your life. This can be, you know, if you're trying to run your business, if you're trying to get healthier, if you're trying to improve, you know, something about yourself that you have struggled with, um, if you're trying to improve a relationship, like whatever it is, you will have far better results in a way shorter period of time, and it'll feel so much easier if you'll just let him do his part. Now, you have a part to do as well, but you've got to let him do his part. You have to, and it makes a huge difference. So I learned, I don't really set like five-year goals or one-year goals or anything like that anymore because <laughs> guess what? It's not going to turn out like I planned. Now, I can I can have, you know, a, a general goal that I want to get to a year from now, but the path that I take that I think I need to take to get there, I guarantee you is going to change 500 times. And that destination will probably also change. And it will probably also be somewhere completely different than I thought I was headed which is kind of fun. It's kind of an adventure if you just let God set your goal, you know, ha have a loose idea of where you're trying to head, but let God set the goal and let him know that that's what you want. You want him to take you where he wants to take you. And then your goal should be to just stay tuned into what he's trying to do and what his goal is for you and where he's trying to lead you. And so your goal should be to be in tune with his goals if that makes sense. So hopefully that's helpful. I know it's hard, y'all. If you're a control freak and you're listening to me and you're like, yeah, no, that does not, that doesn't sound like it's comfortable for me. And I don't know how to let go of the details or let go of the reins because if I do, things are going to fall apart. I promise you the opposite is true. If you hold it too tightly, hey, here's a great opportunity for me to use an 80s song reference. You know how I love this. 38 special, hold on loosely. That's your goal. That's your goal. So let's move on to number two. You know that I am a, hopefully you know that I'm a total 80s music girl. If not, you probably thought that was a very strange aside, but I am. So anytime I get the opportunity to throw in a, a, ref, a music reference really of any sort, I love it. But uh, 80s, 80s reference, even better. Number two is to seek peace. How do we do this when there's so much stress and overwhelm and 
a billion things we have to do. And right now, problems in the world, oh my gosh, how can we be peaceful with everything that's happening right now? And let me tell you what I've learned. Peace does not come from what is happening around you. Can you go to the mountains somewhere far away and go to like a retreat at a spa and feel peace? Yes, you can. Probably despite of what else is going on in your life, if you remove yourself from that situation and you go somewhere else to get away from everything into a peaceful place, then yes, you will experience some temporary peace. The problem is you got to come back eventually unless you win the lottery. And then you know what? You do you. You go and live wherever you want to live and live in Zen forever, and I wish you well. But for most of us, that doesn't happen. For most of us, we have to figure out how to seek peace and stay in peace amidst all the other stuff that's going on in our life, in the middle of conflict, in the middle of difficulty, in the middle of not enough money in the bank or a fight with our husband or, you know, our kid just moved out way before they were ready and they're doing stuff we don't want them to do and whatever else, whatever it looks like in your life. The, the goal is to try to stay peaceful in spite of all of that stuff. Does that sound real hard? Sure does. Is it possible? Absolutely. Because the peace that we're looking for is peace in your mind. And you've heard me talk about before, and if you haven't, go back and listen to some of the episodes that pertain to this. Peace starts in your mind, and it starts with getting control over your thoughts, which then lead to feelings, which then lead to actions. So if you can start, if you can teach yourself and learn how to have a peaceful mind and take your thoughts captive and take control of your thought life, that's when you'll find peace. And it is unbelievable. I've gone through some pretty heavy stuff in my life just in the last year. And before I learned this, I learned how to do this. And again, I have my moments. I just had a breakdown like three days ago, like a total meltdown. I was, I did not have peace. I did not have anything but a bad attitude. And I posted about it on social media too. And I was like, I needed an attitude check. And I did. And so it's not something that I just like walk around in peace all the time and everything's lovely. And, you know, the sky can be falling and the house can be burning down, but it's fine. I have peace. It's not like that. It does not look like that. I have my moments, trust. But when I went through some stuff over this last year, I realized, you know what? This stuff would really be taking me down. This stuff would have me with a bad attitude all the time. And I would be fighting with my husband and I would be biting my kids' heads off and I would be just irritated and annoyed and freaking out and trying to control everything to fix it and all of that. And there would be no peace to be found for anybody, not me or anybody in this house, including the animals, because when I have an attitude, I tend to slam things and, you know, everybody knows. So, but learning how to have peace of mind. That's a phrase for a reason. Learning how to have peace of mind has brought peace into my life. And that is, again, just a burden lifted, weight off my shoulders, just knowing that I can, it doesn't really matter what happens. And again, it's not, it's not being in la-la land and being you know ignorant of everything. Everything's still happening. I'm still addressing it. But I'm doing so with a peaceful mind and a peaceful heart, and it's just such an easier way to move through life. 
Number three, you have to make room for rest. Out of these five, I do the worst job at this. I am a type A personality and I am constantly going, 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 going. I have so many things going on at any given moment. I always feel like I have to be learning or doing or something. I don't rest enough. Now, rest can look a couple different different ways. We all know what physical rest looks like. You take a nap, you know, you stop what you're doing for a while, but we also have to rest mentally, which is ties into the peace of mind thing, and spiritually, which ties into the first thing we talked about, trusting God and letting go of some of the control and control of the outcome. So rest can look a lot of different ways, but we have to be intentional about it. You have to. There is no no one, I don't think, in this day and age who just automatically has a lot of rest built into their life. Maybe if you're retired. My parents, they get a lot of rest, but you know what? They put in their time. Uh, most of us now in midlife, especially, we don't have time to rest. We're working and we probably have teenagers. I have a little kid. I have you know a grown grown kid at home and a little kid at home. Um, I have responsibilities around the house. I have a marriage that I tend to and, you know, try to nurture. I have other relationships in my life. I have this ministry. I have this podcast. I have so many things going on all the time. And most of us are in that situation. You know, maybe for you, I don't know, you're on the HOA board and you, you coach a soccer team or whatever it is. We're busy. We're busy. We fill our lives with so many things that we don't have time to rest and we burn out. And a lot of us are just going through life, hanging by a thread, trying to live on Starbucks to keep ourselves awake and alert and energetic and have the energy to do the things that we need to do because we're overcommitted and overstressed and overstretched. And we just, we don't rest. We don't rest physically. That's not a word. We don't rest physically, mentally, or spiritually. And we get run down. We get run ragged, run down, overwhelmed, all of the things that we end up feeling. We just feel like we are tapped out and have nothing left. And this is why you have to make room for rest. And it doesn't have to be getting away to the beach for a week. That'd be great. But most of us can't fit that in on a regular basis. So we have to figure out how to rest day day to day. You know, build some rest into your week, build some rest into your day. Whatever you can do to make sure that you're really being intentional with this because you can't just go, 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 go and not take time to refill and recharge and rest and expect that you're not going to break down at some point because if you haven't yet, it's coming. It sure did happen to me. So I am trying to get a lot better about making room for rest in my life in every regard and I encourage you to as well, because when I when I do it, when I'm good about it, it makes a world of difference. Number four, do good. If you have not listened to my last podcast with Tyler, uh, the author of Searching for Seven, he talked about what an impact doing good can make on us. And if you didn't listen to that, I want you to go back and listen to that because he had some really great things to say about that. But Doing good is not only good for us and our spirit, it's good for other people, and it's what God wants us to do. He wants us to love on people. He wants us to help people. He wants us to serve people. He wants us to give to people. He he wants us to do good. And again, this doesn't have to be 
you know, volunteering twice a week at the local soup kitchen or whatever it is, what can you do for your neighbor today? Like, what can you do? Right now at my HEB, they have plants sitting out front, just little potted plants for, you can buy small ones for like three bucks. What about dropping off a potted plant on your neighbor's porch? What about taking dinner to somebody that you know has had a hard week or even having Grubhub delivered to them? You know, send, send food to their door, like whatever, whatever you can do. Find something to do good for someone else. And you know what? It can be even smaller than that. When you're at the grocery store and two of you are coming up at the same time to get a cart, pull a cart out and let the person behind you have that one and then you get a different one. Let somebody go in front of you in line. Somebody has a small order who is in front of you and you know that you can cover their groceries, pay for it. You know, there's so many ways that we can do good. There's so many ways. And if you ask God to show you some way to do good for someone else in the morning, you will have an opportunity that day. What you have to do though is be waiting for it and be ready for it. And then more importantly, when he shows it to you and he nudges you, do it. Act on it. Find a way to do good. This is one of the biggest secrets to living the life you love. Because you know what? If you're doing good for other people on a regular basis, it is real hard to be sad, upset, and unhappy with your life. The fifth one is be intentional. You've heard me talk about this before as well. This has probably made the biggest difference in the direction of my life over the last couple of years. My first 40-ish years were spent mostly being reactive. Stuff would happen in my life and I would, like I said, try to take control and figure it out and okay, well, this is what's going on now, so what can we do? How can we fix it? Reactive, always reactive or being inactive. Um, I stayed in a career that I absolutely hated for 10 years because I was afraid to change. There was so much fear around that. Um, I was miserable. It was affecting everything in my life. It was affecting my health. It was affecting so many things, my relationship, everything. And I was so afraid to move and so afraid to do what I thought God was telling me to do that I stayed inactive way longer than I should have, way longer than I should have because I was scared. I was scared. That's it. The fear was there. And guess what? Fear is not from God. So guess who was really keeping me in that spot? Wasn't God. If we live our lives only being reactive and just putting out fires constantly or being inactive and staying stuck because we're scared of change or we're scared of what might happen if we do try to make a change or, you know, whatever it is, you're in the rest of your entire life, you are going to be a victim of that, of only living reactively or being inactive and not getting to where you're supposed to be. When I started really looking for opportunities and asking God, where are you trying to take me? Be clear with me. What, you know, really like leaning into his direction and really being open to pursuing things that could make a difference for me, that's when I started working on a lot of these things. And that's when my life has changed just tremendously. I can't tell you, in every single regard, my life has gotten better. And I'm not exaggerating at all. 
every single part of my life has improved since I started being intentional with asking him what I need to do, asking him what I need to work on, asking him where I need to go, and just really walking that out. Like that's the part you have to do. You can pray all day long and you can ask for a direction. But if you don't follow that up with looking for that direction or listening for that direction, and then more importantly, once you get it, stepping out in faith and doing whatever that looks like for you, then you're missing it. You're completely missing it. And that's how we stay stuck. So you've got to look for opportunities that come in front of you that may be a great vehicle to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And on that note, I want to talk to you about midlifery. If you do not know, midlifery is my uh, members-only coaching program that is open right now only until Friday, July 31st. We start on August 1st. I'm closing the doors on that day because I really want to concentrate on the members that I have in there. I don't know when I'll reopen them. It's not going to be super soon. I know that much because I really want to work with these ladies who are join me, joining me in midlifery and encourage them and inspire them and show them how to make some of these changes in their lives. And it's going to look different for everybody. And that's why I really wanted to do a group coaching program. We are working through um, topics that are very common for midlife women places where we tend to struggle, but everybody's going to have a little bit different story or, you know, somebody might need to work a little bit more on that and the other person a little bit more on this. And that's why I love this group coaching because I was doing one-on-one coaching. And while it was great because I got got to have a lot of one-on-one time with each of my clients, I wanted a way to help more people. And I wrote my Activate Studies, which I love. And for those of you who are good self-studiers and you can just hear something and learn something and then run with the ball, awesome. Those are a great starting place for you. The Activate Studies would, would work really well for you. But a lot of us need support, encouragement, um, to be inspired, to be held accountable, to be in there with other people who are going through some of the same stuff. And it can really make a huge, big difference. So in midlife, we were working on, it's basically a holistic approach to midlife and to growing into who God wants you to be. Physically, taking care of yourself. Mentally, protecting your mental health and you know improving that if that's a place where you struggle. And this is not meant to be a substitute for any sort of... Um, you know, professional care. If you're, if you are in a place where you need that, then that is what I encourage you to pursue. But this is just, you know, how, how to deal with some of life's challenges. Uh, spiritually, the Activate Studies are actually included in midlifery. So we're going to be working through those one at a time. So it's basically a holistic approach. And I did it this way because I was just focusing when I had, um, when I had well-fed families, which is what I did before Grease Over 40, it was all about just the physical nutrition and wellness. And while I love that, and I will always love that because I've studied it for over 25 years, that's just a piece of who we are. Then I started doing Grease Over 40, and while I love that too, and the focus was on spirituality, which is awesome and super important, I still felt like it was a little bit lopsided because one of the things about midlife that's so hard is that everything changes at once. And because everything is changing at once, if we're not addressing everything, 
then it feels unbalanced. So what I came up with is a way for us to move through some of this physical, mental, spiritual stuff at a nice, slow, and steady pace together. This is not meant to add to your overwhelm. This is meant to decrease your overwhelm and get you moving and unstuck. When we're, when we're working on these things together and when we're moving through them one at a time, this is where results come. This is where your life improves. This is where you start seeing all of these benefits that I talked about. Uh, benefits in your relationships, in the way that you're handling things, in how light your life feels, in your happiness, your joy, your peace, just everything. Everything can be affected by this. And your future can be as well because you're not just changing what's happening in your life right now and the way that you feel about things and the way that you're able to manage everything in your life, but you're changing the traje trajectory of your future as well. So I want to help get you there. I would love to. I would love for you to meet me in midlifery. Doors close on Friday, the 31st. If you get in right now, you get in at a founders, a founding member's rate. So it's a pretty big discount off of what it will be offered for when I do open the doors back up. And again, I'm not sure when that will be at this point. But I would love for you to come in there with me. Let's get to work on some of this stuff. There's going to be a great level of support. And I just really think that it's something that is, I really feel like every midlife woman should go through this program, actually. But I will let you be the judge. Please go to my website. Um, I will also put the, the link to midlifery in the show notes here as well. But you can also find a lot more information if you go to my website, which is Grace Over 40. It's the number four zero. And you will see a tab there that says midlifery. I would absolutely love for you to join me there. If you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. Um, check my social media. I have been actually posting a lot of different like lives and different posts that kind of give you a little more information on it too. But if you feel a little nudge or a little tug right now, that might be somebody tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, pay attention. This could be for you. Please let me know how else I can help and support you. Again, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. Hey, have you visited the Grace Over 40 Midlife Collective yet? You haven't? Well, you need to go. It's basically my hub for everything that I offer to help you smooth out what I call the messy middle. So you'll find lots of resources for midlife. Uh, there's freebies, there's digital studies, there's group membership, all kinds of stuff there that's designed to just help you out along this path of midlife. So please head over and check it out. I'm pretty sure you'll find something there that you could definitely use. It's called the Grace Over 40 Collective, and you can find a link to it on my website. Thanks so much for listening.